0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم of ونصلّي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد. man of Salih, a man of Salih, a man of Salih, the, hadith, the discussion we began yesterday, which deals with certain traits of character that Allah's Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi described as being the character traits of the people of Jahannam In other words, these are such negative aspects of one's character that if one is not careful can lead one towards the azab of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala As we mentioned we should be making every attempt whatsoever to try and cleanse ourselves of such negative traits or characteristics. The first of which, Allah's Rasul said, The Sahabi Harissa bin Wahab says, I heard Rasulullah saying, Should I not inform you who are the residents of Hellfire, who are the people of Jahannam? The first Rasulullah said, It is Every one of those who are harsh in temperament. Utul, ghalid, jaf. In other words, harsh in temperament, harsh in speech. The second, jawadin. Miserliness, this is something that is looked down upon in every culture, not only in Islam. In fact, Rasulullah said, Ayyuda in adwa min al bukhal. He said, What sickness? What sickness can be worse than miserliness? In fact, the if you look at the aqwal of the Salafi Salihin, we find amongst the aqwal or the sayings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's friendship, Allah ta'ala's friendship with a sinner who is generous will never ever break down in fact the person is a sinner disobedient to Allah Ta'ala but he is generous shatirun sakhi ahabba allah ta'ala min sufiyin bakhil Ghalib Aniraz Qazi Ayaz rahimahullah said that a chalak, a cunning disobedient person who is Sakhi and generous, is more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than a Sufi, one who is obedient to Allah, who is bakheel, who is miserly. Ayyudah in adwa min al-bukhal, the hadith which I mentioned earlier, Rasulullah said, what sickness can be worse than miserliness? al bakhil ba'idun min Allah, ba'idun min al-jannah, ba'idun min al-nas. Rasulullah said, a miserly person will be far away from Allah. He will be far away from Jannah, and he will be far away from the people also. When a person is miserly, when he holds on to his wealth, he does not display generosity, then naturally this creates an element of animosity, hatred, dislike with all those he comes into contact with, particularly his family members. And ulama say one of the greatest harms of miserliness, one of the greatest harms of miserliness is that it defies logic also. Because a person collects and amasses and collects and amasses and then he holds on to it, he's not prepared to spend. So whatever he has is of absolutely no benefit. In fact, he leaves it behind. And they say, Hisabu alaik. The Hisab of every penny that he earned he will have to give to Allah ta'ala. Hisabu alaik. Wa naf'ahu And the benefit others get. So there could have been some justification. There could have been some justification in him having to give hisab if he benefited from it. But here, he'll have to give the hisab and others will benefit. So nevertheless, coming back to this hadith, miserliness that is a separate subject on its own. Allah's Rasul said, Should I not tell you who the residents of hellfire are? They are every one of those who are harsh in temperament, miserly. miserly. And the third negative quality, obviously, is the reason why Imam Nawawi rahimahullah as mentioned this hadith in this particular chapter, Babu al-Kibar the chapter which deals with the prohibition of pride, boastfulness, arrogance, haughtiness, and self-conceit, is that Rasulullah mentioned mustakbir, that person who is proud, who is arrogant, who is haughty. This is also the alamat and the sign of the people of Jahannam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. We should be making every attempt that these qualities we stay as far away as possible from them. When Abi Saeed Al Khudri radiallahu ta'ala anhu ani nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, قال, احتجت il jannatu wa nnaar. فقالت il nnaar fi al jabbarun wa وقالت il jannah. في يضعف الناس ومساكينهم، فقد الله بينهما، إنك الجنة رحمتي، أرحم بك من أشاء، وإنك النار عذابي، بك من أشاء، find that in delivering a sabak or a lesson or a message. There were different what we call methodology that Allah's Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would adopt in order for a, the importance of a particular message to enter the hearts of the sahaba kiram These usloob or these mannerisms or these various methodology that Allah's Rasul sallallahu adopted are indicative of the great understanding and the great compassion which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi with. He could have just delivered the message but he would adopt different ways and manners so that whatever message Allah's Rasul sallallahu was giving it would enter the heart, it would remain person would be able to easily absorb And easily able to comprehend The importance of whatever is being said One example of this is this particular hadith The manner which Rasulullah ﷺ presents The subject matter It appeals to the imagination of an individual Rasulullah ﷺ said The narrator is Abu Sa'id Khudri radiallahu taala anhu." that احتجت الجنة والنار the Nabi ﷺ said that a debate occurred a debate occurred an argument call it an argument or a debate a dispute between Jannat and Jahannam they started arguing with one another Jannat and Jahannam these are the creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and whilst We would not visualize them having a physical form. Normally when you talk of a debate, you'd expect two human beings to start debating with one another. Here in the hadith, Allah's Rasulullah is saying, Jannat and Jahannam started debating with one another. Likewise, we find in many many ahadith, human characteristics or characteristics which you normally would denote with a human being are given to certain creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or certain aspects of akhlaq and character also. For example, we find in ahadith that Allah's Rasulullah said, Ar-Rahim, which, is, which means literally family ties. Mu'allaqum bil Arsh, attaches itself to the Arsh of Allah. Likewise, we find in many ahadith, Allah's said that Jannah daily makes dua to Allah, Jahannam daily makes dua to Allah Taala. Jannat as Allah Ta'ala that Tabat Athmari Wat Taradat Anhari Ishtaktu ila Auliai Fa'ajjil ilayyya bi Ahli that, Ya Allah My fruits have become ripened My rivers are flowing My streams are flowing My shock, my inclination My impatience for my residents, my inhabitants is running out Ajjil ilayyya bi Ahli O oh Allah, my residents, send them to me quickly. My ni'mats are ready, my bounties are ready. وَالنَّارُ يَقُولُ مِثْلُ ذلك. And Jahannam also makes similar dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So generally the interpretation ulama give to these that we will accept that there is some form of manifestation of this. But obviously when we talk of jannat making dua, we will not visualize a human being making dua. And likewise, in this hadith also, Rasulullah says, Jannah and Jahannam debated with one another. They started arguing with one another. What was the argument about or what was the debate? Faqalat Jahannam said, My occupants, my residents are the tyrants and the arrogant people. Fi al-Jabbarun wal So again, similar subject matter as the previous hadith. That These negative qualities or traits where a person allows haughtiness or arrogance to enter his heart, pride to enter his heart, these are the sifat and the qualities of the jahannamis. So at all costs we have to try and avoid these type of qualities entering our lives. Likewise in this hadith it is mentioned the tyrants, the oppressors, the tyrants and the oppressors and the arrogant ones, these will be the residents of hellfire. وقال للجنة إن جنت عاجل إن جنت ساد فيها ضعفاء الناس ومساكينهم that the poor and the weak are my residents أنا أول من يحرق حلقة الجنة فيفتح لي فأدخلها ومعي فقراء المؤمنين رأيت عامة الْفُقَرَاءُ في in various riwayat Allah's صل الله عليه وسلم said I will be the first to knock at the door of Jannah Jannah will be open for me, I will enter Jannah first, and with me will be the weak ones from my Ummah, the poor ones from my Ummah. One Rabbi, Nabi's, said, I saw the residents of Jannah. Majority of the residents of Jannah, of Paradise, were the poor people. So, poverty, whilst in this world it is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is something that is conducive towards a person going towards Jannah. Because the temptations to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are less in a, with, with the poor person. Likewise, we find poverty is something that imbibes humility, imbibes control over one's nafs in an individual generally, illa masha'Allah. So, so we find that in this riwayat, Allah's Rasul says that jannat argued with Jahannam and Jannat said that my residents are the weak ones, my residents are the poor. And Jahannam said that my residents are the tyrants and the arrogant. فَقَدَا اللَّهُ بَيْنَهُمَا So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala resolved their dispute. Allah resolved their dispute. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, addressed Jannat to appease it. إِنَّكَ الْجَنَّةُ رَحْمَتِي Verily you are Jannah, you are paradise, and you are the manifestation of my mercy man asha. I will display my mercy, my rahmat, my compassion, my kindness through you for whomsoever I want. And then Allah addressed Jahannam. Verily you are Jahannam. Adabi, you are the manifestation of my punishment, my chastisement. Wa man I will punish through you. I will display my chastisement through you or my wrath, my anger through you, man asha upon whomsoever I want. And then, as is Allah's sunnah and what Allah has taken upon Himself, Allah addresses both of them and says, Wali kilekuma alayya Both of you I have taken upon myself to fill both of you. In other words, the day will come. Many verses in the Quran it is mentioned that Jannat will be filled and Jahannam also will be full. Nabi, عِبَادِي أَنِّي أَنَا الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Tell my slaves I am very very merciful. But on the other hand the justice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah wa ta'ala says my punishment, my wrath also is very very severe. With regards to the filling of Jannat and the filling of Jahannam, we find that if you look at Jahannam, the vastness of Jahannam li Jahannam Halim مَزِيدٍ The Quran tells us how vast is Jahannam? Allah says the day will come, li Jahannam. We will ask Jahannam and we will say to Jahannam, Halim talat. are you full now? And what will the response be Halmim mazid. Are there any more to come? So vast is Jahannam it is mentioned in the riwayat or qadamahu that once the residents of hellfire have entered into hellfire there will still be place in jahannam and jahannam will keep asking hal mazid, "Are allah there any more are there any more are there any more so it's mentioned in the riwayat fa qadamahu allah will place his foot upon jahannam again we do not Literally imagine or visualise Allah Ta'ala taking his foot like a human being, Nahuzulla, and placing it over Jahannam, but this is just for our understanding. But he's mentioned in the riwayat, Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala will place over Jahannam his foot for Baduha Baduha As a result, the effect of this will be that Jahannam will start closing up, in other words the gaps will be filled and it will shrink. As a result of the effect of the hukam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and will become so full that will say qat, qat, a hasbi, hasbi, enough, enough, enough. And with regards to jannat, وَالْأَرْضُ the Quran tells us the breadth of it is equal to the distance between the heavens and the earth. In other words, jannat also is so vast that the day will come that all the residents or the inhabitants of Jannah will have entered into Jannah, into paradise, and still there will be place in Jannah. And Allah Ta'ala says, I have taken upon myself to fill Jahannam and to fill Jannah. So how will Allah fill Jannah? It's mentioned in the riwayat, فَيُنْشِئُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى أَقْوَامًا فَيُدْخِنُهُمُ الْجَنَّةَ بِرَحْمَتِهِ Allah Ta'ala, when there is still space in Jannah, and all those who are worthy of Jannah have already entered into Jannah through the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala will create another creation. Allah will create another creation and out of His mercy Allah ta'ala will enter them into Jannah. So that finally Jannah also will be full. What is interesting in this riwayat is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses Jannah first. Inna kil Jannah, You are Jannah and you are my mercy. And then Jahannam is addressed rahmati sabaqat ghadabi why because the mercy of allah far supersedes the anger of allah subhanahu wa taala allah's mercy allah's compassion allah's kindness is greater than allah's azab and allah's anger this is why allah subhanahu wa taala mentions jannat first and appeases jannat first thereafter jahannam is mentioned subhanahu <laughs>